0: Welcome to Garbage and Gold, the podcast where two friends share the worst and the best about everything.
1: Sometimes there's fights, sometimes there's agreements, and always there is plenty of snark. I'm your host, Lindsay. And I'm your other host, Lisa. If you want opinions, you've come to the right girls. We've been sharing our opinions with each other for over 10 years, and now we want to hear your opinions too. We'll tell you more about sharing those at the end of the show. So you guys, get cozy, settle in for some passionate, silly deliberations. So the results are in for the first dates episode, um, and for garbage, and my garbage is group blind dates, which I did have a friend comment like, "Oh my gosh, I repressed that memory." (laughs) Yep, we all did. Um, And that went up against your anything athletic Uh first date. Uh Um, I did win. I did. I did win group group blind dates. Man, they are not where it's at. There are athletes. We have athletes that follow us, and so then for our gold, and my gold was a coffee date, yeah, in a coffee shop, yes, and your gold was an arcade bar, yes. You, you did win yeah. by one point, yes. and I. Yes. You guys, what? Yes. You are the weirdest. You are the weirdest people. I mean, I love you, but I, I don't yes. want to date any yes, of yes. you. Yes. So congratulations. So yeah. we are still. We're still time. all. All tied. All time tied. Good man. Can't believe you arcade bars. And can we also just just bring up the fact that you and listener friend of the show, Erica Colby, had plotted to set me up on a blind date (laughs) at an arcade bar and then watch me. So basically a group blind date at an arcade bar. All the things I don't want to do. Thanks a lot, guys. We
0: wouldn't, I promise. That's not how that <laughs> was. So this is from friend of the show, Erica Colby, who did a little bit of research uh regarding the Mario Kart character selection from the
1: winning. I don't think i are <laughs> <ever laughs> gonna like this. <laughs> I was I was over it, people. I was over it, I'm and not now gonna, it's all flooding back. I'm
0: not going to make any comments upon your selection. This is just more scientific data regarding
1: <laughs> Wario Scientific, cards. scientific, scientific we're data. we use that real loose
0: scientific. <laughs> According to the scientific data, Wario is the best character. And if you remember, you don't, Lindsay, but I'll remind everybody else. I said that Wario was like you should not be with someone who chooses Wario, but apparently he's the best character. So, mm. the findings go on to say that heavy characters are, in fact, better because they are more versatile.
1: For all of you out there who don't care, same. <laughs> same, same.
0: Uh, Princess Peach has had that name since her debut in 1985. However, she was referred to as Princess Toadstool in the English manual.
1: Okay, so so what we did then over the weekend is we did ask people to share with us their yes. first date stories. Absolutely. Um, and this one is my favorite okay. of those stories. Yes. So Nink on Instagram said, most bold choice in costume for a first date, got paired up with a dude through library speed dating. Hey, it's all good. Decided to meet at the farmer's market. It was pretty easy to find him because he was the only guy... Wearing a kilt at 9.30 in the morning on a Saturday in Omaha. Oh. A kilt at 9.30 a.m. It was almost like a scene from Outlander, but 10 years before Outlander was like popular and this guy was just like a Nebraskan man, (laughs) not a Scottish man. (laughs) And she ends with, got to give him props for confidence in his style. You do you, kilt boy. Which, if I could get that tattooed right now, I would. Please. You do you, kilt boy. Kilt boy. Can you imagine showing up for a first date it and the is guy's is wearing a kilt? bold.
0: That is a bold, that is a power yeah. move right there. To be like, and this like, is me. I wear yeah. kilts and it's like... You're either going to love it or leave it. She left it. But maybe he found someone that loved it. Good for him. Maybe. Mm -hmm.
1: Like, I wouldn't mind if I was in Scotland and it was like a formal event because then they wear kilts and it's all like beautiful. But I'm sure he was wearing like a kilt and a (laughs) T-shirt.
0: My favorite one from the comments is from Abby, Minnesota. Also a friend of the show, Abby. Hey. She describes it thusly. Me. Arrives for a 1 p.m. coffee date at 1.02. Him. Him. Standing at the establishment door, peering out, wearing a Zelda elf hoodie complete with shield and hood with elf ears. She then SOS you, Lindsay.
1: <laughs> she did, yeah. So
0: I... my first thought was like I could get behind a Zelda hoodie with the elf
1: ears. <laughs> I don't think you could. <laughs> Might though,
0: but then the the peering out of the door is a little bit. It's a, that's a
1: little bit. I'm pretty sure Zelda hoodie thought my car was on fire for like <laughs> four hours that day. Do you ever sometimes
0: think about that someone has a terrible date story about you? No, I never <laughs> think about that
1: because I will just lose my mind.
0: Okay, and so keeping with our giveaways for people who rate, subscribe, and review the podcast, we now are selecting between one. And 12. That is the random number generator getting pulled up here to go between 1 and 12.
1: And just a reminder, there is still plenty of time for you to rate, review, and subscribe. We're doing this all through the month of March, so don't panic if you haven't gotten there yet. You still can.
0: Totally. And the winner's number three, who is Emmeline Taylor13. Yay! So we will be in touch with you to give you some garbage gold swag. Thank you for listening. Thank you for rating, reviewing, and subscribing to our podcast. You're the best. Okay, so this week we are discussing another very timely topic as mm. it is Presidents Day soonish. Happy uh, Presidents Day, Lisa. The yeah. Presidents Day plans? Yeah, recording this Founding Fathers episode of our podcast. <laughs> Duh. Excellent. So we're going to be deliberating the garbage and gold of our founding fathers now in the research for this founding fathers can include a lot of different dudes so what we did was use the historian richard b morris and he identified yeah totally i mean everybody knows you got to use richard b morris when discussing the founding fathers he identified the following seven figures as the key founding fathers they include alexander hamilton john adams Benjamin Franklin, John Jay, Thomas Jefferson, James Madison, and George Washington. Okay, Lindsay, so with that, with our Founding Father background info, who is your garbage of these men who are actually all kind of a little bit garbage. Right.
1: And I I do think we need to say up front for those of you who are waiting for us to, of course, talk about the pop culture phenom that is Alexander Hamilton. We did make a decision together that neither of us would pick Alexander Hamilton for either garbage or gold. But that we would probably both admit he was pretty much garbage if we chose him that one or both of us could not stop ourselves from, of course, busting into song. Yeah. And yeah. no one needs to hear that. Not mm. unless
0: you're in the car with me. That's about the only time. Oh my gosh, for real. Mm. And then you're just stuck with it. Sorry,
1: not sorry. I <laughs> sit in the other seat and try to harmonize. It's fine. It's, I'm that person who's like trying to find harmonies and isn't good at finding harmonies. Why do I try? <laughs> anyway, so my garbage founding father, John Adams, you might know him as the first vice president of the United States of America. You Mm -hmm. might know him as the second president of the United States of America. You might know him as Mr. Abigail Adams tell I know him John Adams so John Adams is one of the founding fathers as listed by Richard B thanks Richard B he helped to write the Declaration of Independence obviously was huge in kind of this this revolution movement but here I think really encompasses a lot of what all we needed to know about John Adams and it is a quote from Benjamin Franklin and Benjamin Franklin says this he means well for his country Is always an honest man, often a wise one, but sometimes and in some things, absolutely out of his senses. words that I found on Wikipedia. So kids do real research, but... I was going to say, we did a little bit.
0: We did a right, little bit of right. legit research. That that was enough. We right. front-loaded with the real research. The
1: rest is just going to be real loose. Now, according to Wikipedia, this might be true. The words that are used to describe John Adams include words like prickly, mm. which is not a, it's not a nice word. It's, real, if someone it's is, really not. Yeah, if someone describes you as prickly, that's not great. No, Combative, Mm. Stubborn, mm-hmm. vain, and mm. was envious of the other founding fathers and was worried about not being as famous as the other founding fathers. And guess what, Johnny Adams? You aren't. Your prediction came true. You're burnt. He sounds like a blast to that <laughs> Doesn't he? <laughs> John Adams, really the legacy that he leaves after his presidency was he was really all about power and rules and law and order, which was in kind of direct contradiction of Thomas Jefferson, his vice president. And at that time, if you were running for president and you won, the person who lost to you became your vice president. So it's not like they were running on a party ticket together and they were pretending to be friends like they do now. John Adams was so upset when Thomas Jefferson beat him in the election of 1800 that he did not talk to Thomas Thomas Jefferson for 12 years. Abigail, I think probably, got them back together about 12 years later. (laughs) So John Adams and Thomas Jefferson began to write letters to each other. They wrote 158 letters discussing their political differences, talking about their roles in historical events, and debating how important to the world the American Revolution was. But there are people who say that those letters really are just John Adams trying to poke the bear of Thomas Jefferson. Oh, for goodness Um, sake. Yeah. And just being ridiculous. And so when John Adams died, his last words were believed to be said, Thomas Jefferson survives. He was unaware that Thomas Jefferson had died several hours before. But can (gasps) you imagine how petty that your last words were like, and that guy's still living, and then die? Like Terrible. (laughs) Like, get over turd. it. Gosh! <laughs> so, <laughs> John Adams, one of the big moves in his presidency was he signed four bills into law that were lumped together to be called the Alien and Sedition Acts. Right, Lisa? Mm. You obviously are well I aware do know of that. the yeah, Alien and that. Sedition yep. Acts. And so, really what these did is they made it really, really hard to become a U.S. citizen, particularly mm-hmm. for French people, which is great because, you know, just like 10 years earlier, France right. didn't have anything to do with helping the revolution right. Certainly and getting did not Independence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. There's there's no there's no yep. debt owed to France at all. Let's make it harder for them to become <sighs> citizens. Yeah. They increased the president's power to deport people. Thomas Jefferson, who we might hear about later. Wink. Uh, Thomas Jefferson <laughs> did get rid of these laws. Right away. He's like, yeah. get those out. No, thank be you. this biz, yeah. And really the kicker, the Sedition Act made it illegal to say negative or sarcastic things about your country. Yeah. And if those laws were still in place, I would have long been sent to prison. Not just negative things, but sarcastic no. things. Yeah. <laughs> I think I've said like five sarcastic things about our country in this like minutes I've been speaking. Yes. So, and this is my last point, and probably the dumbest reason for him to be my garbage is he, and granted, I didn't look at all the pictures, but he has to be the least attractive. So if you Mm -mm. go to his Wikipedia profile, there is a portrait by Gilbert Stewart, and John Adams is bald, but only, like, right down the middle of his head. Yeah, like the bozo hair. There's hair on the sides that's, like, really poofy, and so it looks even it just yeah. it is oof. go to wikipedia <laughs> type in john adams give it give it a good um, yeah it's bad and just they don't get better no painting of him makes him look good so his
0: vanity is also very funny then <laughs> that he right. that he cared that he wouldn't be the most popular like well you had
1: a reason to care right. you looked like trash and you acted like trash so yeah. there are two redeeming factors to john adams okay one of which i already mentioned which is he was married to abigail adams and we love abigail adams queen um, Someday we should do a Founding Mothers episode. And the the other big one is he, he was not a slave owner, never was, never owned another human being. And slavery mm. is kind of this thread throughout all of the Founding Fathers, which really right. does contribute to most of them being what we consider garbage. Um, right. But John Adams was not. And he was very, like, philosophically against the idea of owning people. So that is my garbage. Lisa, okay. let's hear your garbage Founding Father.
0: Yeah, my garbage founding father from the pile of garbage founding fathers we have to choose from is the first (laughs) chief justice of the Supreme Court, John Jay.
1: Was he also played by Paul Giamatti in a movie?
0: (laughs) No, no one cares enough about John Jay. (laughs) To make a movie about him. He is such a flash in the pan. I don't even think he's in Hamilton. Anyway, John was born in New York City. He went to King's College. He was a lawyer. And while he's most widely known as being the founding father who was the first chief justice, he was kind of a hot mess before, during, and after that. So... He gets to go to King's College and become a lawyer because he's super wealthy, and he's also a founding father that straddled that line between loyalist and patriot. So a patriot would be someone that was pro-revolution, and a loyalist would be someone that was pro-Britain. So basically, he wanted to try to work things out with England. We could not do that. They were irreconcilable differences. So then he like, reluctantly became a patriot. One of his most notable, yet something we talk about the least about him, is that he was sent off as a diplomat. to spain and was super terrible at it like he was there for three years and Lindsay, can you tell me how did spain
1: impact the american revolution oh weren't they huge supporters of the revolution and really do we owe our victory over britain to spain oh wait no we don't he spent
0: three years there doing basically nothing besides making a fool of himself because like
1: learned about sangria And siestas and (laughs) flamenco dancing. I mean, let's give it to maybe he just was, maybe he just had ADD.
0: No, I don't think so. I think he was just terrible at his job. Yeah. So eventually, what happened is he had to borrow money from Ben Franklin, who was actually being a diplomat in France and doing a good job because John Jay spent all the money that he had been given
1: to go do this as well on flamenco dancing, sangria and got robbed while he was siesting
0: <laughs> but don't you think if he were like flamenco dancing spain would be like totally let's back this horse Good this guy knows was, what he's doing He's probably
1: standing outside like judging people as they would he was watch you know dancing. it you i do imagine him as a puritan
0: i don't know if that's even <laughs> realistic or fair but that is how he is in my brain is definitely as a puritan okay so he totally botches things in spain goes to france and ben franklin is there and so he and john Jay negotiate the Treaty of Paris, which, let's be real, was really all Franklin's doing because Jay just proved himself useless at negotiations and he just happened to be in the right place at the right time and was like, hey, oh, are we taking this picture for the newspaper? Totally. Let me get in on this. And it's like, you you didn't even do anything. He's the weak link of a group project where they like (laughs) just sign their name on at the end and he gets an A and it's like I did all the work John quit it I hate those people (laughs) seriously having a lot of feelings about it so somehow John Jay after this botched business he does he becomes the foreign affairs secretary so the guy that was terrible at it becomes that He pushes for a stronger central government, and he helps Hamilton and Madison write the Federalist Papers, and for those of you who do not know or have not seen the musical Hamilton, those are what explain the new government and the Constitution to the people. In 1789, George Washington offers him the Chief Justice of the Supreme Court. John takes it, and he hates it immediately. He hears <laughs> only four court cases before he decides he, he doesn't want to do this anymore. This is his stint as Chief Justice, or these four crap cases. So then he decides he wants to be done. Like, he doesn't want to do this anymore. Fine. Bye. He goes on to be the governor of New York. And then later, Lindsay's garbage, John Adams, tries to bring him back as chief justice. Because we all know what a great job he's done. Let's get this guy back on the bench.
1: Okay, let's rewind. John Adams also had terrible taste in humans. <laughs> prickly combative and terrible taste in humans
0: so john jay is a huge jerkwad about it and basically says the court lacks the energy weight and dignity to support the national government (laughs) so he's been given this most prestigious position in the court system by george washington and a new country and he's like I don't know. I don't think it's good enough for me. Like, John, (laughs) check yourself. I can't. But the good thing about that is because John Jay says no, that ushers in the arrival of John Marshall, who is like, a boss, and I know you know a lot about John Marshall,
1: Lindsay. <laughs> I know so much about John Marshall. Everyone does. They cover him so well in all the history classes. I, was you know
0: in. what they do? No, if they you don't. were paying attention, yes, they
1: do. He I've was never like, heard of that guy.
0: He had oh, he's the longest. He he had he was on the bench for so long, and there were so many pivotal decisions as the start of our nation that established the power and balance of the Supreme Court under. John Marshall. He is a significant human
1: I'm not saying he's not significant. I am saying he does not make the history books. That is an I am enraged that you would say such a thing. (laughs) Everyone write in if you knew if you knew who John Marshall was please I would love for you to call me out on social media. John Marshall is not covered nearly as much as all the rest of them. Oh that's true. Like maybe not at all. Like I said I don't think he's not important. My
0: heart hurts a little bit. So, basically, John Jay was a rich boy who reluctantly chose the winning side, messed around in Spain and wasted time, money, and a potentially powerful alliance, took one of the most powerful positions in a new nation and treated it like it was beneath him. Yet, because he wrote five essays in the Federalist Papers, he gets to be a founding father, which is garbage. He is garbage. Hard
1: pass on John Jay. So, my garbage founding father was John Adams. Yeah, your garbage founding father was John Jay. Are we ready to make the move to some gold? <sighs> Let's talk about some good stuff, shall we? I think we need it. <laughs> Let's talk. About I need some it. Talk <laughs> um, about some gold. And and I will say up front, I believe my gold choices are controversial to say yeah. the least. Okay. All because, right. partly because I am picking two. Count them two of the Founding Fathers. So that's cheating. <laughs> um, so we're clear. Not that I remember. Oh my gosh! And you cheated! Dreams.
0: And you cheated with the villains. Because you had two villains, but you lost with those. So let that
1: be a lesson to you. Um, I believe in the 90s music, you posted or you talked about a song that came out in 2000. So who's the cheater here? Who's the cheater? I won when I cheated. (laughs) And it was just the song on my list.
0: It was not the genre. The genre was still 90s. Is this the way it's going to (laughs) be? I think you
1: know this is the way it's going to be. <laughs> Let me get into it. So All right. my gold founding fathers are Thomas Jefferson and James Madison. And the reason is because they're really hard to distinguish from each other. They are super tied together. It, they work together. They were similar in how they did things. They were similar in their political and philosophical beliefs. They were presidents back to back. Thomas Jefferson was like, I'm out. And James Madison's like, I'm in. So it was like kind of a tag team. Here's why. I Think Thomas Jefferson was gold? First of all, he was a diplomat, especially to France. He succeeded Benjamin Franklin in yeah. uh, being the diplomat to France. Thomas Jefferson was really known as a Renaissance man. He was mm-hmm. very talented, very, very intelligent. And some historians say that he does set the standard for presidents for the next several years. He was mm. able to speak, read, and write in French, Greek, Italian, and German. He was a prolific. Writer and wrote eighteen thousand political and philosophical writings, including a little document you might have heard of called the Declaration of Independence.
0: I have heard of that. I think yes. it's in Nick Cage's house, and he has that <laughs> in his private collection
1: at his house. I, I agree. Yeah. Oh, Nick Cage. Uh, he was <laughs> a planter. A lawyer, a politician. He also was the master of many other things like surveying and mathematics, horticulture, mechanics. He founded the University of Virginia. He was the first secretary of state under George mm-hmm. Washington. He was then vice president to John Adams. And as we talked earlier, John Adams, who's all about power and rule and law and order. And Thomas Jefferson ran for president on this idea of Equal and exact justice to all men and rights Mm -hmm. for all people. He believed in freedom of speech, freedom of religion, freedom of press. And so he's like, dude, you can't tell them they can't say sarcastic things about the country. Probably because... Thomas Jefferson was probably saying sarcastic things about the country. Uh,
0: probs. Especially if he was a smart boy. Probably yeah. had some wit to him, too. I feel like Colby will have to fact check this. This is a job for her. That the laissez-faire style of government was mm. like a Jefferson trademark. Yes. To- Okay. Yes. I think he okay. was
1: very influenced by France and the yeah. French mm-hmm. Revolution and, and mm-hmm, all of those mm-hmm. things. Okay. Uh, some notable things that happened during his presidency, actually, the one notice notable thing that happened during his presidency was the Louisiana Purchase. So yeah. Good old Thomas Jefferson said, there's all this little land and then there's all of that. Let's buy it. And so they did. And this is where Thomas Jefferson really worked closely with James Madison, his secretary of state, to purchase the Louisiana Purchase. And then sent out Lewis and Clark, who are some of my favorite historical figures, to (laughs) explore. And fun little fact, Thomas Jefferson was credited with inventing the swivel chair. So today at work, when I sat in my swivel chair, I gave it up to good Say, old Tommy Jefferson. He did a spin real quick. Yes. Can you imagine... I would be so distracted if I invented the swivel chair and then was trying to write the Declaration of Independence because I would just be, I would be, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Do you remember that hula chair that was on, like? No. Oh, my gosh. Do you not remember this? There was <laughs> Is this real? <laughs> and it's supposed to be, like, a good workout for you, but it, like, moves and you have to, like, try to stay on oh, it.
0: Oh, and it, like, it's, it's supposed to, like, work your core. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I bet that's from Thomas Jefferson. <laughs> That's one of his, like, notebooks they found under his... Oh, this is just
1: unearthed from Thomas Jefferson's floorboards. Whoa, a hula chair. (laughs) Sick. While Thomas Jefferson politically, philosophically, educationally was really quite stunning, Uh his personal life was a huge issue. Uh, Uh, Yeah,
0: let's talk about that a little bit. Well. Wow. Let's get into that. Well, what do you want to know? Can you tell? I'm just like ready. I'm like a cat ready to bounce. <laughs> <laughs> You're like,
1: mine. I know. <laughs> I'm so... I'm such a history nerd. I'm so ruddy. It is believed that Thomas Jefferson owned more than 600 slaves in his lifetime. It is also widely accepted that he fathered at least five children with one of his slaves. It's not great. It's. I would go even farther and say it's kind of awful, Right. I, and, I would say. And what's hard, and again, this is from Wikipedia, so uh, take it with a grain of salt. There is some belief that there was obviously racism, because he wasn't great with Native mm-hmm. Americans either. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah got some issues there. Yeah, we do. Right. But he also said that he believed that everyone should have rights. And so Uh it's this, I think it's a weird dichotomy. I think it's everyone should have
0: rights. That's like me, is Mm. maybe what he's actually saying.
1: Uh, That's not what my research in Wikipedia said. So... (laughs) It's kind of what history says, though. (laughs) Right, right, right. So I think what's hard is we live in a time where we just automatically vilify people. And we should vilify people who are doing really bad things. But even people who do really bad things can do really good things for society. And And that is a hard pill to swallow. But that is true. Absolutely. I do not want to live in a world that follows the John Adams way of doing things and Thomas Jefferson was a slave owner, but in many circles was referred to as a benevolent slave owner, tended to buy family members to keep families together. He is on record saying that he did not believe that slavery was a good thing for the slave owner or the slave. Yeah.
0: It's very problematic. It's very hard to discuss. But I do think it's important that we discuss it and try to, I don't know, wrap our brains around it. Because you're right. It's They can be awful,
1: and do wonderful things at the same time. right? Like, and so James Madison, I'm just going to throw in there, was the president after Thomas Jefferson. Okay. Uh, he was known as a pretty good president, but he was so involved in some of the really good stuff that happened in in TJ's presidency that I threw him in there. Um, he is referred to as the father of the Constitution and really, sp- throughout his eight-year term, really worked to protect that Constitution. Mm-hmm. And he had a wife named Dolly, and I think Aww. that's sweet. And she saved... Did she, Colby, fact check this, did she save (laughs) the White House art when there was a fire? I think she did. See, they taught me that in history class, not John Jay or John Marshall. (laughs) Let's hear your gold founding father.
0: All right, cool. Well, I followed the rules and I picked (laughs) one founding father. And it's number one stunner, George Washington. This feels like the easiest choice ever. I know. (laughs) It seems like an obvious choice. But because he's a war hero and he's the first president. But there's a reason why he's both of those things. And he's the absolute shiniest most pristine gold of all gold of our founding fathers and i'd like to tell you all about him he's personally my favorite president too so because he was born in virginia they got some cricks in virginia Mm -hmm. he was homeschooled mainly on his plantation from ages 7 to 15 where he learned math geography latin and english classics can we just back up to how texas you were when you were talking about cricks good for you much southern he was a master at growing tobacco stock raising and surveying by the time he was a teenager his parents and siblings died leaving mount vernon totally in his control at 20 Mm. i can promise you at 20 i was not ready to be in control of literally anything like not even a debit card let alone (laughs) a massive estate his early military career was not super great. Uh, he did okay in the French and Indian War for the most part, but he there was a little bit of s- lack of support and some strategic flubs and a little bit of dysentery that worked against him. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Diarrhea forever. <laughs>
0: It was, real, it was a real hard time to be in a war. <laughs> he was 26 years old during that time, and he was commanding troops, so even though he did not do a super great job, he was getting his feet wet for what's to come. So uh, he started to dip his toes in political waters in 1769, when things started to heat up a little bit between England and the U.S., and he called for Virginia to boycott the British goods after the Stamp Act, which... Is taxation without representation, for those of you who don't remember history class, Lindsay. And no, I he knew was that one. Oh, I okay, did. sure, sure. I and did. he was selected oh, as a delegate to the first Continental Congress. But as we know, England did not want to let us go. America wants to live her own life, and Britain's like, nah, girl, you belong to us. So what happens is George does not seek the office of commander. He was asked to do it because he had the charisma he had congressional experience, and he had a little bit of military experience. So, Basically, he had the gumption, the bravery, the brains, and was hardcore enough to just stay one step ahead, which is really all that he needed to do. All right, so spoiler alert, everybody Washington wins the Revolutionary War, so you're welcome, literally, all of Americans. He was chosen unanimously at the Constitutional Convention to become the first president, and he was a huge, outspoken supporter of the new Constitution because he wanted to get stuff right and structure things the right way because he knew that the revolution did not end with the war. So here are some things that George did during his presidency that are gold. He chopped down a cherry tree no that was before he was president about it
1: didn't lie about it
0: he didn't lie about it he he, okay that was when he was a boy that was probably in his homeschool days (laughs) i will also i would also like to say because i've been to mount vernon and i loved it very much and it was like the most fangirl i've ever been in my whole life it was i was real not chill about it there's a museum on the grounds, and there's this huge section about george washington's teeth because (gasps) his wood teeth He never had wooden teeth because I don't know where that came up in history, which is, you know, I can't believe that history would lie to us. That's weird. He was actually very concerned about his oral hygiene and he had, God, I can't remember how many, like at least 10 sets of dentures. None of them were wooden, but he had like a lot of dentures Mm. over the course of his life because he just had really crappy teeth. But he actually really tried to take care of them. So that's another gold cool thing about him is he cared about oral hygiene. Same. Did you think the dysentery had something to do with
1: having bad teeth?
0: No, Lindsay, I don't think those are I don't think there's any correlation between no. dysentery and bad teeth.
1: No, I know, but like there's gotta be something going on in that digestive no. system in That's order not to give you dysentery.
0: No, I think dysentery <laughs> I was it. from poor living poor living conditions during the war. And yes, probably and Don't you
1: think there were poor teeth conditions during the war? Well, yeah, but I don't think bad
0: teeth and dysentery are connected. That is a ridiculous thing to say.
1: (laughs) It's not a ridiculous thing to say.
0: Uh, Okay. (laughs) Any medical professionals, please weigh in to tell us how ridiculous that statement Lindsay just made was.
1: (laughs) I'm just saying bacteria is bad for you, whether it's in your large intestines or whether it is in your teeth.
0: So, other things that George did that were cold. (laughs) He intentionally went by Mr. President, which is, and he did not want to go by something royal like the Europeans did, like Your Highness or Your Excellency or whatever. He intentionally just kept it to Mr. President to keep himself more on level with the American people. He declined the salary because he already had cash money. Congress did, however, make him take it because they wanted to avoid only wealthy dudes taking office in the future. So he surrounded himself with good brains and listened to their advice. He had Thomas Jefferson,
1: his Secretary
0: of State. True story. He had incredible integrity. He exercised his power with restraint and honesty. And especially being the first president, like all eyes were on him to figure out how he was gonna do this and how this was going to work. And he did it with such perfect balance. He has peace treaties with Native American tribes, he despised political partisanship, he streamlined the balance of authority between the branches of government, and he only served two terms, which is wonderful because that helps get other leaders new ideas in place, whatever, because there really was no idea of how long someone's going to be president. It could have been forever, but he was like, nah, dude, eight years is enough for me. Is it a little bit cliche to claim George Washington is founding Father Gold? Yes. Yeah, it is. That's fine. But it's for good reason, because he was a remarkably humble man who stepped up to lead when it was needed, did so with integrity, and stepped down when the
1: time was right. My gold choice was Thomas Jefferson, and I threw James Madison in there as well. um, For all the things that they did for the United States of America, I believe that Thomas Jefferson and James Madison are gold. And Lisa, you believe that George Washington, the obviousest of obvious choices is gold. More so than your duo that you threw out there. Yeah, but you never talked about owning slaves. Okay, I well. like to give you all a full picture of my golds. <laughs> From my Wikipedia From research. <laughs> it's true, though. <sighs> don't don't be hating on my research. Fine. Fine. Next time, Whatever. <laughs> I'm going to come in with all kinds of research.
0: You are not.
1: <laughs> what do you mean? You're not going to get in with all sorts of research. I am. I'm going to do, do all the research. I'm going to write it on more pieces of trash. <laughs> I got my trash research. Pulls out a
0: bag with different boxes in it. Oh, where's that Advil box? That's where I wrote all my notes.
1: <laughs> so we have waited with our opinions. And now is the time for you to go and cast your vote for either John Adams or John Jay. And to cast your vote for the gold options, Thomas Jefferson, hard eyes emoji, or George Washington on our Instagram and Twitter accounts, at Garbage Gold Pod. So
0: your gold is so confusing you didn't even get it right, because it was Thomas Jefferson and James Madison. <laughs> Dang it. I
1: might drop James Madison. Sorry, Well, James. you can't now! No! Absolutely you not! Were so mad that I cheated, and now I'm oh, trying you to you can't stick- go back on it now! No. You, this, you are in this. Absolutely not. Nope. I'm not cutting that out. No. <laughs> Be- nope. Nope. <laughs> Before we start recording, I said to Lisa, I think I don't want to be the combative one. And look what happened. It's you this time. Someone's
0: got to be combative. Someone's got to be the John Adams. We can't all be the Thomas
1: Jefferson. If you'd like to comment on this episode and call Lisa prickly... We would understand. (laughs) Make your voices heard. We'll share the poll
0: results on our next episode. And while you're out there voting, please do subscribe, rate, and review our
1: podcast and tell your friends because we like to make new friends. We do like to make new friends. And we will not criticize you on your opinions of Founding Fathers, at least for the first week. I might, though. Yeah, well. you got to be ready for that. Do please leave us reviews. If it is a bad review, like, we get it. We argue a lot and we might have trash opinions about founding fathers, but you can just keep that (laughs) to yourself. Thanks. Appreciate it.
0: You just push that right on down inside. You bottle that up for therapy. That's right. So as a super special incentive, any listeners who subscribe, rate, and review our podcast are entered to win some exclusive and super rad Garbage and Gold swag. And we're going to run that contest now through March.
1: That's right. All you have to do is send us proof of your subscription, rate, and review via DM, that's direct message, on Twitter or Instagram. Again, that is at GarbageGoldPod. Or a screenshot to our email address, GarbageGoldPod at gmail.com and you're automatically entered to win some seriously cool merch that is it you guys we're
0: trying to get our podcast rolling and we'd love your help and your help is rewarded so it's a win-win for
1: everybody it is so join us next week when we deliberate our garbage and gold of (gasps) fast food I'm
0: excited
1: I am so excited
0: (laughs) Lindsay's been so patient because she hated the first dates episode (laughs) She hated Founding Fathers. (laughs) (laughs) Now we're we're getting back to the fun stuff. She had to let me have a little bit of my, can we do some nerdy things just real quick? And then she's like, okay, back
1: on track. (laughs) You had your time, nerd. (laughs) So (laughs) next week, fast food. And I will be like I am now in a glorious, not prickly and combated mood at all. I'll probably be a lot better next week when we
0: talk about fast food. I'll feel better about myself if I can win. Yeah,
1: okay. Okay, it's not about winning. It is totally 100% about winning. Remember <laughs> remember when you got zero votes on the Oh my I am movie gutted. I am so gutted. Zero votes, guys. And don't vote for her out of pity because in the long run she is still winning. You know what?
0: I don't want pity votes. I will say that straight up. I want you to vote for me because I'm right, not because you feel bad for me.
1: Um or maybe you vote because you don't want the obvious choices. You want the not so obvious choices. Like Thomas mm. Jefferson.
0: No, no. Mm. George is way more gold. He's
1: soups gold. He didn't write 18,000 things, Lisa. He probably didn't even know how to write. Nope, he just made America happen, <laughs> Lindsay. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> did he write the Declaration of Independence? No, he did he not. He won the war that legitimized it. Uh, Thomas Jefferson was the commander of a militia that was highly successful. Okay,
0: okay.
1: That's like being a
0: security guard
1: at a mall. It's not the Excuse me, do the malls function without security guards? No, they don't, because everyone steals all the stuff. And where would George Washington be without successful militias? Nowhere. He would not even have made it across the Delaware. He would have chopped down that cherry tree and lied about it. Okay, so tune in next week where maybe we don't fight this much.
0: (laughs) We'll see you next time, guys. Bye. Bye.